Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. My name is Dave Taylor, and welcome to ESPR. And I have a treat for you today is uh, we, we have a bare naked lady on the show. That is right. Uh, Tyler Stort from the Bare Naked Ladies, the uh, band's uh, drummer, uh, among other things he does in the band, uh, joins us. Uh, we talk uh, you talk music, touring, and uh, and ask him about, you know, Canadian wrestlers. So uh, that is uh, going to be uh, featured on today's show. Again, thanks for checking us out. Eat, sleep, podcast, repeat. And uh, we cover, uh, you know, all things wrestling and, and some things and beyond. And uh, you can find us, uh, we're 106.9 The Fox and FM99's uh, only wrestling podcast. You can find us under the media tab on all those websites, 1069thefox.com and fm99.com. And you can uh, find us on social media at uh, ESPR99 uh, on Facebook and Twitter. And also you can email us, ESPR at fm99.com. And we're on many different podcast apps, apps uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, the Google podcast, we're out there to search ESPR wrestling on your uh, podcast app and hit that subscribe button. We'd appreciate that. So, uh, Tyler Stewart, uh, checked in, you know, the, uh, bare naked ladies, uh, doing another big summer tour this year. And, uh, here we are, uh, we're in, uh, the Hampton roads area, Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia beach, Portsmouth, and they're coming to town and I had a chance to talk to Tyler Stewart about the upcoming tour and more. And without further ado, here's the interview. Hi, Dave. Hey, Tyler, how you doing? Good, man. No complaints. Awesome. On the phone right now, joining us, Tyler Stewart from the Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, I, I got to give you a story. You probably heard this many times. I was in college, 1995. I was dating this girl, and her roommate was this huge Bare Naked Ladies fan. I was up in Michigan, and uh, she had a six-CD changer, and the first two CDs were always year two CDs. So anytime I hung out in that room listening to your music man and uh it's been with me ever since oh that's great i, I don't know if i should be apologizing or uh, <laughs> saying hey that's awesome um that's great man you know it's funny that whole story right there a six cd changer those are you know that you can only see those in the smithsonian institute now in the you know ancient history department and uh you know the fact that uh 1995 Wow, you know, obviously I've been doing this a long time. Yeah, yeah, this was before Born on the Pirate Ship came out. So I want to say what it was, that maybe you should drive in Gordon, if I'm remembering correctly, without looking at notes. So <laughs> That's it, man. Those are the two albums that were out. That's great. Yeah, so that introduced me. And then I heard, uh, you know, like she would tell me um, the story about, you know, the whole macaroni thing. With uh, you know, if, if if I had a million dollars, so you guys have kind of gotten away from that, or if you no longer fans of that, or, or what's what's the story on that now? Well, I mean, in the early days, fans participated in the show, sort of like a Rocky Horror Picture Show vibe, you know, where they would throw toast or or you know various <laughs> food items at the screen during the during the screening of that, and then. Craft dinner became a thing, and what happened was we just, you know, the stage lights would blind you, and then there'd be a box of sharp-edged box of macaroni and cheese flying towards your head, or or any other kind of vulnerable parts in your body, and uh, you know it wasn't very fun to get a hit hit with that, uh, you know, with that back in the day. So we said, how about we collect it at the door and we'll donate it to a food bank, and then it kind of stopped after that. 
Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. Well, you guys could have put like chicken wire. <laughs> yeah, like in the Blues Brothers. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, you got you're getting ready for a tour that uh, kicks off in June second, and then you come to my part of the uh, woods. Uh, it's not really woods here, but we got a lot of water and beaches uh, on Tuesday, January eighteenth in Portsmouth. Uh, it's what you're calling the another latest last summer on Earth tour. <laughs> I think that's July. You said January. 18th. Oh, I say January. Oh my gosh, uh, J- July eighteenth. Yeah, we guys would not be playing outdoors <laughs> here in January. I don't know. Where I'm <laughs> I think I'm still starstruck. I'm sorry, there, Tyler. Oh, no problem. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, we're playing uh, the last summer on Earth tour. Always a good time. Um, this time with uh, Delamitri and Piper fighting, I imagine, up there. That, that is the lineup we have here. Yeah, you guys start off with uh, Semisonic and Delamitri the first half of the tour. And then when you come to Portsmouth, it's a five for fighting and Delamitri. So uh, that's going to be a fun night, man. That's a lot of songs that you've heard on the radio over the last... <laughs> Know, 30 years between Barenaked Ladies, Delamitri, and Pfeiffer Fighting. So that's one of the things that we look for, you know, in designing the tour is that are there familiar tunes and A, and B, are they still great guys working and, you know, following their dreams, playing music? And, they're, you know, all of these bands are veterans and they've been at it for a long time. So, you know, we're good at it and we enjoy it. And I think that's the main thing is that. You want to be around people who are enjoying themselves. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. That's been the case for us. How, I, I seen the, your previous uh, lineups, man. I mean, that's kind of like in the uh, '90s uh, wheelhouse of um, yeah, maybe not alternative, but alternative pop from that era. And just uh, like everybody's like, oh yeah, I remember those guys from the '90s. You know, if I haven't seen this man in a while, and you know, you guys have still been making it happen for for many years, and I appreciate that. Yeah, well, thank you, man. You know, we we kind of ride that line, you know, where we have all those hits from back in the day and we've been doing it a long time, but we've also continued to make new records. So, you know, for instance, we're in the studio right now working on our 18th studio album. So we, we continue to put our new material and to challenge ourselves and to push ourselves. And that keeps us interested. That keeps us vital and, and, uh, you know, doing what we do. What, what what is the approach uh, for some of it? Because obviously the humor's always kind of been there, our, our tongue in cheek and, and the witty lyrics. Uh, I mean, is that you know made up on the spot? You know, somebody coming to the studio going, "Hey, you know, I these words will work," but like, or you know, you got the music and you try to work around it. What what is that process? Well, it's certainly um, the lyrics. You know, written by whoever happens to write the song, whether it's. Jim or Ed or Kevin or myself, it's it's the kind of like, it's a hallmark of the band, obviously, the lyrics, you know. Um, I don't think we ever really go for humor necessarily, but it's just a, a reflection of the kind of guys we are. Um, and musically, it's anything goes, really. Like, we've been playing together so long that we we can kind of conjure up any particular style. And that's what I love about playing in this group is like, you know, it's not just straight ahead rock every song. It's uh, it's varied. You know, sometimes I might be playing a three four waltz, or I might be playing a like a country beat, or you know, um, something like funky. It all depends, man. And you know, we just try to serve the song as best as possible and make it sound good. At the end of the day, that's the, that's job one. Does this sound great? Well, well, and it's also you know you mentioned that on stage when you guys come to town, but it's also like the banter. 
in between the songs, you know, everybody's chatting on stage, or there's the jokes that go out throughout the uh, throughout the show and everything else. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that keeps us interested. You know, that that's the kind of thing you have to be sharp. You got to be on your toes. You never know what any given band member is going to say at any particular moment. So I really enjoy that aspect of it too. It's kind of like you're hanging out with a bunch of like your buddies, you know, that's yeah. sort of the way we approach the show. We're not like rock gods up there blessing you with our presence. <laughs> we're, you know, we're just uh, hanging out, having a good time together. Yeah. Uh, now, you guys, obviously, from Canada, started in Canada. You're, you've won eight Juno Awards. You're in the uh, Canadian Music Hall of Fame. Congrats for that. Uh, what artist, I, I know uh, Gordon Lightfoot recently passed away. Was was he um, an influence on you guys, or maybe uh, the, the Bachmans that uh, passed earlier this year from BTO? Well, I'll tell you what, man. Gord, Gord Lightfoot, not a bad song in his entire canon. Um, just an incredible songwriter. and um, You know, we definitely are inspired and look up to Gord. Um, you know, there's all kinds, of, you know, whether it's Neil or... Neil Young or Joni Mitchell, I know, even though they moved to California, they're still part of our Canadian, you know, legacy here. Uh, Randy Bachman, he's, he's a great guy. We've met him a number of times. Any, any band that comes out of Canada and manages to break out of this country and, you know, become, have any kind of international success, we look up to. Obviously, Rush were a big uh, influence on us early, and they're, they're heroes of ours, so... We try to, and they were different, you know. They, yeah. Nobody sounds like Rush, and I, I feel like nobody sounds like Bernie Good Ladies either. So. Oh, well, def, definitely not. I, have, you, have you realized that when you've gone elsewhere and you mentioned, you know, the artists that have broken through and there's, you know, some of the smaller scale. I mean, I grew up in Michigan, so I also was exposed to, like, Triumph and April Wine and, uh, you know, obviously yeah. the, the Guess Who is huge. But do you realize when you go elsewhere, like, just how big those bands are and how big you guys have become? Well, definitely. I mean, you know, interesting bands you, should, you mentioned there. Um, you know, April Wine, I love those guys. and they, But unfortunately, you know, they never really got out of Canada. They sort of did, you know, but a couple of hits. But that's a band, too, that was around for decades and decades. It just kept on putting out hit music. And uh, I think the main thing is, you know, sticking with it and um, continuing to... A tour every every year. Like for instance, this is our I don't know eighth um, last summer on Earth tour. I think <laughs> yes, I, and that's that's right. Yeah. So you know we keep going back. We keep doing it, and I'll be darned if the people of America don't just keep coming to the table and uh, you know coming out and having a great time with us. So I'm very grateful for that, and uh, I'm looking forward to this summer as much as any tour I've ever looked forward to. Do you have favorites you like to play? You know, something that, like, when you guys are putting together a set list, either for the tour or for that night, or you're like, I, I, I like, is there songs that you'll fight for that you want to play? Or, or is it kind of like a group effort going, well, we're going to do this this night and tomorrow we'll do this? Yeah, it's definitely a group effort. You know, we got to make sure that we get the songs that people have paid their money to come see, you know? Um, whether that's like, you know, one week or if I had a million dollars or pinch me. The old apartment, songs like that that, you know, are timeless and, and got us to where we are. We make sure we play those every night. And, but what we, what we try to do is vary it and add in, you know, 
new material or deeper cuts. You know, we have 18 albums to choose from. That's yeah. Over 200. That's over 200 songs, which is quite incredible, really. You know, when you think about it. Um, so, you know, you try to make, you try to design a show that flows well together, and and also that keeps us interested. We don't just want to be a jukebox. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, you, you know, you got, you got to mix it up a little bit because somebody might hear something. Oh man, what 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 album was that from? I didn't realize that that song existed, and then they're going to go track it down. Yeah, exactly. That's totally it. That's absolutely that's the goal. All right, so we we talk music influences. What about comedy influences for you guys? Well, we're all big fans of uh, you know the sketch comedy shows from over the years, whether that be SCTV or Kids in the Hall, Saturday Night Live, etc. Um, we've also got some, you know, current favorite comedians. Ed is a big fan of Bill Burr. Um, and and I, I really love Chris Rock. Uh, you know, there's that whole, there's a whole group of incredibly funny people out there. Uh, Bo Burnham is amazing. Uh, that, that thing that he did during the pandemic, Bo Burnham Inside, was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It was just, just an absolute, you know, volcano of creativity. Um, he he comes from a direction that is, uh, yeah, just just that you don't see coming. <laughs> no, I know absolutely, and, and you know, and it's so musical as well, right? Yeah. Um, that's the thing is, just people like that who have an endless well of uh, creativity at their fingertips. Uh, we we look up to those people. They're absolutely uh inspirational to us yeah you, you know it's always interesting when something from canada i guess you becomes imported in the states and becomes big you mentioned like kids in the hall uh you know for many years and maybe you watched this was a uh, trailer park boys <laughs> oh yes yeah the, the, those guys are friends of ours and they they had a real unique thing you know like that talk about individualistic pretty amazing <laughs> um also uh you know letter kenny it's a new one from like, from us up here and just that, that for some reason I think Canadians have this comedic sensibility that just translates everywhere. We're, we're able to laugh at ourselves. You know, Shit's Creek is another one that's, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. that's pretty popular right now. It's just really, really good stuff. Really funny. Yeah, because growing up, I had, uh, you can't do that on television. You know, I didn't realize I was Canadian until like, you know, years in, into it. I was like, wait, this is not Canada? Yeah. <laughs> And until you realize that it was Alanis Morissette who was on it. Yeah. <laughs> Years later, like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, so uh, one other question, because I also do a wrestling podcast, which we're going to feature this uh, as well. You're talking about Canadian stuff. Uh, Bret Hart, the hitman. Uh, yes. Were you a wrestling fan at all? Uh, not necessarily a fan, but we were very aware of Bret. We did some events together over the years. And we also worked a little bit with Trish Stratus. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, she was great. And Brett, Brett's amazing. You know, what a total entertainer. And his, his whole family, really, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, they're just, just, just bringing it every time. So, uh, you know, yeah, definitely, you know, shout out to Brett. We loved, we loved him. Awesome. Hey, how did you guys score the uh, Big Bang Theory uh, uh, theme song? That's pretty awesome. You know, the, the producers of the show... Uh, Chuck Lorre and Bill Prater, Prady were big Burning Ladies fans, and they came to see us at the Greek Theater uh, years ago. And I think Ed did a spontaneous improvisation about fractals, because that's the kind of science nerd that he is. And they, I think they literally turned to each other and said, we got to get these guys to our team. 
and uh, they sent us the pilot, and I didn't think it was very funny. Um, you know, I, at first it was like, well, are we supposed to be laughing at these guys, laughing with them? What are they like? Is it funny that they're smart or what? I don't. I didn't really get it. Uh, and I was I wasn't really that into it. And Ed was like, you know, hey Ty, this could be big for us. Uh, you know, these guys are really the producers are really into it. They really love us. They, the show is uh, has the potential to be really good. I was like, okay, man, I'll come play drums on it, but this better be the next freaking Seinfeld. I said to him. Well, cut to about fifteen years later or more. And it's the biggest show ever on the biggest comedic television program ever. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, obviously, you know, my children are going to be able to afford a house one day. <laughs> That's some good so royalty. It's pretty nice. Got some good royalty yeah, checks. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Hey, I know we're getting tough on time, but I have to ask this going back to television because if I don't, my boss will be like, you didn't ask this. Uh, growing up in Detroit, uh, I saw two shows that I absolutely love, and you probably grew up with this, Mr. Dress-Up and The Friendly Giant. Oh, the pinnacle of children's programming. Um, <laughs> I was more of a Friendly Giant fan in terms of, like, I, I think it captivated me a little bit more, those little miniature chairs. Yeah, yeah. The uh, rock room here for you. And, <laughs> yeah, and it's a, it's a rocking chair for two more to curl up in. But Mr. Dressup was amazing too. The guy could make any any anything out of like a you know a toilet paper roll and some pipe cleaners. The guy could make like you know a real action set for you. And he he we loved Ernie. We actually we got a chance to meet Ernie years oh, ago, wow. and, uh, and he came to see our show. And uh, he was a real nice man. But those are two two groundbreaking. Uh, <clears throat> Canadian television shows. Interesting. Both of those guys, I think, were American. Bob Hummy, the Friendly Giant, might have been Canadian, but Ernie is American. Originally. Oh, I don't think I realized that because I know he's like an icon Canadian. I always get made fun of because uh, of the tickle truck reference. Because like, yeah, the Mister Dress Up in the Tickle Truck. Like, what's wrong with that? And <laughs> yeah, Casey and Finnegan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's funny. You guys had Captain Kangaroo and Howdy Doody. We had a Friendly Giant and Mister Dress Up. Yeah, there it is. Absolute legend. Tyler, thank you so much. Looking forward to coming to you. Uh, you coming to us, I should say. Uh, Portsmouth on July 18th uh, at the Atlantic Union Bank Pavilion. And tickets on sale now. And that is going to be a great time. Yes, Guy, for sure. Looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, appreciate Cheers. it. Thank you. This is like I got to check this off my bucket list because I don't know if I ever meet you guys, but talking to one of you has uh, been a pleasure, man. A, a fan of almost, yikes, 30 years. But uh, you guys have been, thank you for still making the music and doing what you do. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Thanks very much. Cheers. Yeah, you have a great day. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Man, that was so cool. I've been a fan of that band for, for many, many years, uh, going back to, to 1995 in uh, the dorms of uh, Central Michigan University and uh, being introduced to that band for the first time and hearing lots of stories. And uh, so cool to talk to Tyler. Looking forward to that show coming up. Uh, again, they're on, they're on the road this summer, and uh, you know they're probably coming to your town. And uh, always putting on a uh, fun performance. It's what the uh, Bare Naked Ladies do. And thanks for checking out this episode. Uh, coming up, we got a preview of Night of the Champions that WWE is doing on Saturday. So we have that coming up. Also, we'll pay tribute to Billy, uh, Billy Graham as well, the uh, WWE superstar, the legend, the Hall of Famer, uh, an icon who uh, was so influential on in many wrestlers. We'll do that in our next episode as well. And thanks for checking this out. My name is Dave Taylor. 
It's Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. And uh, again, many different ways you can find us on podcast apps, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you get notifications when we post new episodes. And uh, ESPR99 on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, you can always email me too. You can do that at ESPR at FM99.com. Thanks for checking us out. And as always, make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat.